I appreciate a church that uh, doesn't think that when the scriptures were canonized, all of a sudden the gifts of the Spirit stopped. Some people think when the scripture says that which is perfect has come, that which is partly done away with. Of course, what they think is a part is us believing that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. That's what they think is, is the part we start it's interesting what they said of course the perfect thing is the word of God but the perfect thing tells us to covet covet, desire passionately spiritual gifts especially that you would prophesy amen don't we believe in healing amen we believe in the gift of faith amen we believe in the presence of God among his people he still does miracles the miracle working God he is the God who is with us amen He's not the God who's just far from us. He's with us. So, Lord, we thank you today. We thank you for this weekend on the sound. We thank you for all that you've been doing and revealing hearts and journeys and trials and gifts and promises and future expectation. You've been building your people up. You've been encouraging your people and you've been stirring them up. And, Lord, you've been cheering them up. We just pray for that same spirit to take place today. Lord, we believe that without you, we're nothing. You said that. We are branches. That's all we are. So we need the sap of your spirit coming from the true vine, bringing us life, bringing us power, bringing us, Lord, everything, wisdom, anointing, everything we need to fulfill your will. And we thank you that you're doing it. We embrace it. We're going to walk in it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. You can fist punch a few people, high five. You can be seated. It is such a, it's always a great honor uh, to minister here at The Sound. I, uh, my wife and I, Sue, probably have done four or five of these. When was the first time you guys had this event? Like 2012. So we're at 12 years. And so we've done probably a good, at least five, probably our fifth sound. And what I, what I so appreciate it, there's such a, such a hunger for God. You guys have done so much prep and fasting and praying and, and calling on God and having special prayer meetings, and you come with such an expectancy. And, you know, when that takes place, it's just easy to minister in the gifts of the Spirit. So what really creates the environment here is really you. And you've done that. You do it year after year after year after year. And, and Pastor Mark, who's at your Post Falls campus today ministering, he was talking to me um, yesterday just saying you know, it was just so easy to prophesy here and it's because of the preparation of the soil of your heart so I want to commend you for your faith and thank you for receiving us and making it so easy to to minister you know I have spent the uh, first half of 2023 kind of in a kind of in a cave of my own choosing I transitioned our church in the late 2022 after we've pastored it for 25 years they just said you know you're getting old your back's going out more than you are. You, you and Sue are turning off the lights for economic and not romantic reasons. You keep repeating yourself, you're redundant. 
You're forgetting everybody's names. Bob, you're getting old. It's time to transition out. And so being a man who does submit to authority and submitted to the leadership of our church and what they were thinking in regards to our ministry, uh, I, I transitioned out. And so they wanted me to do a sabbatical and stay away. They really wanted me to stay away. <laughs> yeah, we got this. We got this. And we kind of want to change some things. And we don't want you to be around to mess us up. So I get it. So I... One of the things I did is I kind of locked myself in my study and uh, I just began to develop lessons on the chapters of the Bible. And starting with the book of Genesis, I just began to dive into that. And I created a, a, a nonprofit ministry called His Church Ministries. You can look it up on my web, hischurchministries.org. And what I'm doing is I'm creating video lessons. They're not just devotional thoughts. They're actually about a 30 to 35 minute chapter lesson uh, with notes and uh, keynotes on the screen so you can take student notes, you can download the PDFs and uh, take a class from me, and it's all free. So if you wanna kinda start studying the Bible and kinda get a handle on it, and that's my heart. My heart is for the church to get biblically literate. You know, a lot of people, are, they, they, they know how to be saved by faith and everything else, but they just don't understand the story of God and the story of the Bible and the unfolding of the progressive revelation from Genesis to to, to the book of Revelation and, and God's purpose. And what a miracle book, amen? amen. They say 40 authors, depending on who you think wrote the book of Hebrews. But uh, over 1,600 years on three different continents and three different languages. And yet it has so much continuity to it, so much consistency to it. What a book. Jesus said, my words are spirit and my words are life. So... You know, that's been my, my heart, but in this process of kind of going up into my own cave, I've, I've immersed myself in studying the character that we know as Abraham, and uh, got to know this guy, studied this guy, talked a lot about this guy, did research on this guy, and I thought it would be pertinent to this particular weekend to share some of the insights that uh, the Lord has dropped in my heart concerning Abraham and uh, because his life is marked by prophetic promises. His whole life was marked by prophetic promises. And of course, this being, this being the, the sound and you're hearing promises given to the church and promises given to individuals, you know, that your life is being marked by prophetic promises. And it's not just the prophetic promises, but we're also... We're also challenged in being marked by prophetic promises and the great need to exercise faith in the promises of God, and especially faith in the face of testing. You know, God's people love the prophetic. They, they do. They just love it because it's so cool to know that God is near and that God is all-knowing and he sees. He is the Lord who sees. That's what Hagar said. He sees you. He sees your pain. He hears your prayers. He's, he walks with you in the journeys of life, in the good times, the bad times, and the high times, and the low times, and you know, and everything that you have gone through, God knows. And the fact that God knows, and God's been watching, and God has actually been working when, when you haven't seen him. I, I like that song, The Waymaker. Even when I don't see you, you're working. Come on, he's working for you. Everybody say, God's working for me. Come on, that's why they really like the, the, the promise, and they love the prophetic promises. So you prophesy over someone, I see you going to the nations. Oh, that's so good, so good, the nations. Right, we just prayed this morning, a bunch of people went to the nations and got arrested. 
But, the, but what we need to understand is his prophetic promises come with tests. So everything you're thinking, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. When I, I received a prophetic promise when 1979, my wife and I, we were just married and we're hungry for God. I've been saved three years. Sue had been saved about two and a half years. I was always a little bit of ahead of her. And uh, <laughs> just kind of just one step ahead. Just, well, I try to keep it that way. It's been a great marriage as a result. But we had gone through, you know, we had gone through some real fire and testing. God was not easy on me when I got saved. He, we have a lot of work to do, son, and uh, I got a lot to, to kind of change in you. And so I'd gone through a lot of fiery tests. And the prophecy that came over me was like, what about the storms and the, and the spankings and the chastening? And, and that was my first prophecy I received. That's, that's nice, isn't it? How much God just took me to the woodshed. Thank you, Lord. I know you love me. Thank you for whipping the tar out of me. And then, and then, and then, and then the word of the Lord says, and, and some good things are going to begin to happen in your life, and the Lord's going to lift you up. Well, the next three years were worse than the previous three years. They were, they, they were, they were horrible stuff. The, the, one of the prophets is a great statesman in the body of Christ. He's now in heaven. His name was Leonard Fox. He was like the George Patton of the body of Christ. And uh, he was just an intense good. He was a great, great homiletical preacher. I stand up and I've been bawling. I was on my knees praying. He goes, do you believe the word of the Lord? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> and he takes my young wife, who's just at this point saying, what on blank have I gotten myself into? <laughs> and he pulls her off the stage and he says, do you believe this word? Because it's going to cost you. So I had these warm, fuzzy entrances into ministry. <laughs> so why, I want to talk to you real brief. This is going to be part one. You don't stick around for the second service. I'm sure they'll have this on the website, the second part, because I wrote a sermon on this, and it's not going to fit into the Times Square, so I just divided it into part one and part two. I'm going to have my way one way or the other. Here we go. <laughs> I want to talk to you about why tests follow prophetic promises. Because we can all go, this is so good. You got to walk this out. This is so good, but you're going to go into warfare. This is so good, but the devil does not like what God said to you. I got to kind of toughen you up. I went to Christ Fit yesterday at Robbie and found out he's, found out he's a very gentle soul. I was thinking, when are we going to warm up, you know? I'm, you know, I'm going to be 70 here in the near future. Just grab the biggest weight you can. I've not even warmed up yet. I haven't even done a jumping jack. It's kind of like Jesus. For faith to be faith, it has to be real. It has to be deep. It has to be tested. It has to be something you radically commit yourself to. Genesis 22, verse 1 and 2, about Abraham. Sometime later, this is after Isaac has been conceived, supernaturally, by the way. Sarah couldn't have kids. God went in there and did a miracle. Did a miracle. That's because it's a type of us. He's going to birth us supernaturally, miraculously, not naturally. Come on. He, after, sometime later, God tested Abraham. Abraham. 
And he said to him, Abraham, he goes, here I am, here I am. And God said, take your son, your only son whom you love, Isaac, go to the region of Moriah, sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain I will show you. In other words, I want you to offer back to me the very thing I supernaturally gave to you. Now, why would God do this? We'll talk about that. The Mishnah, the Mishnah is the, the first written collection of the Jewish oral, oral tradition of the Talmud. Said this about Abraham. With 10 tests, our father Abraham was tested and he withstood them all. Talking about the generation that failed to go into the promised land, the first generation that came out of Egypt, the Kadesh Barnea. The writer of Hebrews said this about them in Hebrews 4.2. For we also have the good news proclaimed to us just as they did, talking about that first generation. But the message they heard, the message they heard was of no value to them. It didn't do them any good. The prophetic promise didn't do anything for them. Why? Because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed, which would be Caleb and Joshua. It did them no good at all because they didn't mix it with faith. David Shops here and Marla, who was part of your church, they were on staff with me for a number of years, about 17 years or something like that, and then he kind of got ticked off and left, but it's okay. No, just is it. No, they had a transition over here, and it was a difficult thing to say goodbye to them, but David had a great idea one time to gather people in my living room and kind of go through the prophetic promises that they received in our church, and I remember this one guy, had, I'm reading, I had it manuscripted, this one guy had a prophecy like, you're going to be an intercessor like George Mueller and like, like Reese Howells and named all these great intercessors in, the, in, the, in church history. I said, hey, have you read any books about these guys? No. Do you, do you know who they are? No. Have you really done anything with this word? No. no. Well, here's the issue. That, that, that was fruitless. It's never going to happen. They didn't mix it with faith. You got to mix it with faith. You got to receive it with faith. It didn't come to pass. It didn't come to pass the first generation of Jews going into the promised land because they didn't believe. They didn't have faith. So what is faith? What is faith? Here's, here's a few definitions. Faith is accepting what God has said and acting upon it with trust and love. I'm accept, accepting what he said. I'm trusting him and I love him. Therefore, I'm going to comply with it. Faith is not an opinion. It's not an opinion, because it's trusting in the testimony of another. If I come home, and sometimes my wife, I call her the DA, she likes to challenge me on everything. There's one thing I've learned about being married 46 years, is that your wife's not impressed with you. Come back from a ministry trip, oh, here's the apostle. We got some holes to dig, some trees to cut. <laughs> it's not an opinion. I can come home and say, hey, this is what I did today. Well, I have an opinion that you didn't do that. No, because she's got to trust my testimony. We're trusting the testimony of God. That's all. Why don't I, I, don't have, I don't have an opinion about it. Well, that's not, who cares? You trust this or you not trust it? Faith is not knowledge, because it's unseen. 
It's based on what someone has testified. I'm believing something that I have not seen. And for God to fulfill his purpose through our trust in his testimony and our confidence in his character requires that we trust him, requires that we, that we believe in him. That's why Hebrews 11, one through three says, now faith is confidence, confidence in what we hope for, assurance, here it is guys, about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commanded, were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. You know, scientists didn't see the beginning of time. They said, well, I believe in the Big Bang. Well, did you see the Big Bang? No, but everything's expanding, so it started someplace. Well, we're on the same page. The universe had a beginning. Einstein didn't want to admit that. Finally, looked through a, helis- a telescope on Griffith Park in Los Angeles. It came out, and I believe the universe had a beginning. We didn't see it, but we believe it, because God said he did it. We, what is seen was not made out of what was visible. So why did God test Abraham so severely? Five things real quick, and then we're going to get into the prophetic here. One, faith is the requirement to receive promises. That absolute trust in the testimony of another is required. When God prophetically says something to you, you have to trust, well, is that the word of the Lord or is that not the word of the Lord? You've received some powerful prophecies in this church, individuals, powerful prophecies. My wife and I, I was 23, she was 22. We rested our whole life future on what we believe God prophetically spoke to us. We, we throw all the eggs in the basket. We risked it all. Because we believed in the word that someone we trusted and loved us. Faith determines, second thing, it determines the destinies of peoples and kingdoms. Biblical history, human history, has taken place because of acts of faith. Without those acts of faith, Human history would not be taking place. We, we, we're dealing right now, for instance, in a crisis in the Middle East. You got the, the whole attack by Hamas on, 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 on what took place on October 7th. And, of course, we can all this arguments going on on how Israel should respond to it. But one of the, it's, it's interesting. One of the accusations against Israel is that they're land grabbers, that they're colonizers. Really? You know, when they got that land, they got it 1,500 years before Christ. They got it 3,500 years ago. I would say other people are occupiers. You see, faith shaped history. Faith changed the course of nations. Faith is why we're here today. I had the great honor of going to the wall of the Reformation in Geneva here a year and a half ago in Geneva, Switzerland. And here I'm looking at you know, this great wall of some of the, you know, the great re- founding reformed fathers of the Protestant movement. And it was exciting. But on the wall, inscribed in the wall in Switzerland was the Mayflower Compact. The United States was started by faith. We're here today because of faith. History took place because of faith. Faith determines the destinies of people and kingdoms. Everything was resting on Abraham. 
he couldn't fail. So his faith had to be real. Faith is demonstrated, the third thing, by testing. For faith to be real, it has to pass a test to see if it's real. We've been married 46 years. You know, Hollywood has these movies. They're all fun. I can, I can, I can rehearse to you the script of every chick flick ever written. Yeah. Occasionally, I just want to watch a chick flick with Sue. It makes for a nice evening sometimes. Sometimes not. But, you know, they have couples get attracted. They start dating. They have a conflict where they break up and they misunderstand each other. They come back together and they end every, every episode with them getting married. It's all the, all the wedding ceremony. Well, that's just the beginning. I mean, I mean, they haven't seen nothing yet. It's when you get, your vows get tested. Come on, it's when my wife says, I don't like that man. I mean, she's had to say to me a couple times, I have not enjoyed you lately. Others have. What's wrong with you? Get with it, Sue. Come on, let's go. We demonstrated our vow through 46 years of all sorts of stuff. Church splits and moving and because we felt God lead us to go away to something else and false accusations and broken hearts. Death of a son-in-law just dropped dead on us. Miscarriage. Granddaughter has a death sentence over her. We, uh, we took care of a schizophrenic, mentally ill mother. It was my mom. It was her mother-in-law. I'll tell you what marriage is. When your mother-in-law is going to the bathroom on herself because she can't take care of herself, and, and you crawl in the bathtub with her and bathe her. That's what you call commitment. God wants that type of faith in us. Faith tests, develops t- faith. Our faith is developed through, te- through testing. Come on, when my faith has to press through contradictions and, and, and my faith has to press through things that are resisting me, my faith gets stronger. You want to get strong? Robbie can tell you. You can't lift light things. You got to lift heavy things. Okay? I wish you could, you know, just get a little two-pound dumbbell and you're going to get strong. You're not. You got all these things where people are doing body weight, little yoga chair things and stuff like that. You know? <laughs> I'm sure they work. But you're not going to get strong. You've got to lift something. Pick up a heavy rock and carry it around all day. You'll get stronger. Same way of our faith. We've got to press into this thing. And last, faith tested then, once it's developed, becomes a thing called faithfulness. When my faith endures storms and contradictions, I become a faithful person. I'm not deterred. My faith isn't squashed. My commitments do not wane. Because I know what I believe. I know why I believe it. And I'm all in. I've thrown it all in. That's faith. And for us to receive these promises and make them come to pass, whether it's a corporate prophecy or a personal prophecy, it's going to require this type of faith. And you're going to go through the fire, but I'm fully confident 
that you will pass the test. You want to know why? Because God says this, have I not spoken and will I not bring it to pass? I am not a man, Jesus said, that I would lie near the Son of Man that I would repent. Have I not spoken? Will I not bring it to pass? Let's stand to our feet. Church, let's sing this together. Christ is my firm foundation. The rock on which I stand when everything around me. tested by fire. I, I, I want to just say that when you walk by it, you can just smell smoke kind of coming off your clothes. Okay, you just you just been in the you just been in the furnace. A more you know just it's just that and you know what and you suffered by doing nothing wrong. That's the bummer part of it. Okay, you were doing the right things, but there came testing and there came contradictions and there came crisis even against your family. And, and you just had gone through it, but you never gave up. You, you, you dug deeper. Never blamed God. Yeah. You know, it's almost like the, the Job's wife's spirit, not, not you, but just his, the spirit would come and, you know, curse God and die. 
you know, blame God, but you would never blame God. God is always good. God is always faithful. God is going to get us through this. It's kind of like the serenity prayer. We're going to accept this word like Jesus accepted it. Not as I would have it, but as it is. And we'll endure it through because God somehow is in the midst of it. And there's been some good things that have been breaking forth in your lives. And one of, the, one of the great things that's breaking forth in your lives is that you are absolutely faithful. Your faith yes. has turned into faithfulness. You are steadfast. You are immovable. Yeah. Always about in the work of God. You are, you are yes. just prime examples of what it is to be a servant of God. Amen. To love the house of God. To be like David. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. Because this is where we found life. This became our anchor. This became our strength. We wouldn't have made it. We wouldn't have made it with each other. We wouldn't have made it through the circumstances we're faced. we didn't have the house of God. Because God is here. And God has been faithful to us. You are keepers of the promises. But you're also going to be possessors of those promises. Because you've held on to your faith. Blessing of the Lord is going to begin to come to you in a new wave. Beautiful. Yeah, you know, you've been kind of in a nice manna program. Okay, it's nice to eat those protein bars that he supplies in the morning. But there's coming where you're going to sow seed and you're going to see abundant of that. There's going to be some things that you've been doing, even like business-wise or planning-wise or investment-wise, that are going to start turning profit to you. There's going to be blessing that's going to come to you. And you're going to just like, you're going to be pinching yourself like, how did this happen? Because God's been watching you. And so is the whole house of God. Watch them. Watch them. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Just do what I do. And that's who you are. Do as we do. And everything's going to land well. You're going to be promised possessors. But it's going to be tested faith. And it's going to be faith that came out of the fire. And you, you know what? I commend you. You could be bitter from what took place. But you're not. There's a purity in your heart. And the Lord's favor is upon you. I just also, there's a Joseph anointing uh, for this house. Uh, uh, I actually see you stacking things in warehouse uh, style. There's um, uh, a ministry here of, I know you guys have food pantries, but I see you guys, you know, facilitating more of that, more of the, um, the touching of the community through organization that takes an organizer it takes an administrative gift and a gift of follow-through and mobilizing teams you have a tremendous ability to put um, work work parties together and God is gonna increase the house increase the influence because you've uh, seen the plight of the poor and you've um, fed the hungry and and also uh, gone you know even out into the remote sections of this county and looked for those that are shut in and I think God is most pleased when we do the things that aren't seen maybe you know maybe that's just my opinion but when we when we give uh, and no one knows about it, it it's a and that's who you are that's when uh, that's when the the really the the heart of Jesus is just shed abroad to to those that don't know him and that is the opening of hearts right there is the love of God through provision and care and that's you guys 
Um, this couple right here, you have a gray beanie and you guys are together right there. I, I, if you guys could stand, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like you, um, <laughs> it's okay, it's not gonna hurt, I promise. I feel like you have a, I have, you have a real passion for Slavic nations. I, I get this uh, picture of you guys studying, preparing, even, um, you know, getting deep into books and stuff about places that are far away. And that God is going to open doors of influence for you, doors of financial opportunity to minister to people groups that are uh, even probably unknown to most people in this church. But God is going to use the two of you into these uh, darker darker regions, more skeptic, more, more that... Um, you have a man of God. You you have a um, an intellectual bent to see um, see things in a, just in a different way. And God has used that brain, and God is using your heart to the two of you to uh, finance trips and go internationally into like parts of Asia and parts of uh, Central Asia. And, and God is going to use the two of you to open the doors of the gospel to people that have not yet heard it. Amen? Amen. And and also, I just, sister, I, I see you with um, kids that are in a, um, in a classroom that uh, you have put together like a structure and a, a path. And I don't know if you're an admin in, in a school place, but you have a, a gift to put things in order. And God is using that, again, to just open doors of simple conversation about what a person needs, which is the love and the, and the reality and the knowledge of God. God's going to open doors uh, in your work area for you. Amen? Amen. You can trust Him. Yes. Amen. 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 Yeah. You know, Robbie and Vaughn, I know you're on a, just kind of a new journey with this whole Christ fit thing, but the Lord, what the Lord dropped in my heart is that uh, you're going to become a known strength coach in this area. You're going to be, you're going to be invited into public schools to do strength training, especially in summertime, you know, as athletes are kind of preparing for fall season sports and it's going to broaden out. So I think what you see is what you're doing now. I challenge you prophetically, don't limit to what God will do through your interests and your gifts and your journey and everything else. And I, you know, it's the road to where you're at has not been a, an easy one. You're, you're, not, you're not really understood. Okay, sorry about that. But uh, God, God gets you. You got great faith. You know, you're, you're a warrior, but you're also a tender warrior. And, uh, pliable in his hand. And I see schools opening up to you. I do. I see schools opening up. So when it comes, oh, I remember the word of the Lord. Walk into that. Because more than just people coming to you, you know, sometimes it's always come and see, come and see. Lots well, Old Testament. Where to go and tell. And you're going to go into campuses and you're going to do training and you're going to do all sorts of stuff and get people ready for sports. And uh, you're even going to educate yourself more in the area of training and, and those things. And uh, it's going to be a, an incredible thing. You're going to find, you're just going to have a grace with young people who are going to start coming. And you're going to have, you're going to have girls opening up their hearts to you. It's going to, 
it's just like again the gospel I'll see you next week at the workout it, it's, you're going to kind of get into their hearts and their soul and what God's doing there's going to be a grace upon the youth of the community that's also going to come upon the two of you and uh, a lot of kids to salvage it's very mixed up times Come on, you're going to be a part of the answer so Father we thank you in Jesus name on that Amen. And brother right here, you are, you stand up, sir, and uh, you are a great discipler. You know, Jesus said, go make disciples. You know, don't make consenters, okay, or just people who kind of believe by confession, but radical followers of Jesus being followers, disciplined students, giving themselves radically. I just see you just have a grace and a one-on-one ministry. I love one-on-one ministries. I, I, I do part of my time doing one-on-one mentoring with guys, and I love it. I love it. There's something special. There's no crowds. No one's applauding you, okay? But you are building a foundation in their life, and uh, you're going to do that. You're going to have a coffee anointing. Okay, open up, open up the Bible. Let's go for it, okay? A little coffee and Bible time here. And I see you hunting guys down. I, I see you being like a like a hunting dog just kind of sniffing out those are just kind of hiding you know there's people who have committed their life to Christ that kind of are hiding from Christ too they need to be called out of the bushes you're going to find them and let's get into the book again let's get the word of the Lord young men you are strong for the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the evil one you're going to put the word of the Lord in a lot of weak young men who need to be strengthened by the word there's going to be a grace on that. You're going to be busy. I got to meet this guy. I'll meet this guy. I meet this guy, and you'll have your own little robe, your little cronies, you know, sitting here in church. And, and those are your boys. That's your posse. That's your team. Okay, but you got a great gift. You got a great gift of coaching and putting the word in, being strong, but being non-judgmental. And that's what's the beauty about you. You're 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 you're, you're strong but you also don't have a judgmental attitude in you. You can't understand where people are at, you can process with them. And there's gonna be great grace on you to be effective. So I wanna encourage you. Amen. Uh, testing, yeah, this, uh, hi Karen. Right next to you, there's a, are you a couple there? That's who, you, you in the brown? Yeah, uh, yeah. Are you are you couple? The two? Can you stand? Yeah. There is a um, there is a like hmm like a spotlight over you of something new, and it's like new days for you. There's such a new. Um, I feel like God has put a fresh anointing over the two of you, like a a fresh stepping out. Like I don't know if you've just moved into this area, but things, new home, something is so new in the two of you that there's a, a grace factor uh, over the two of you. And in the neighborhood you're in, I see you just um, knocking on doors, pe- inviting people over for coffee, taking cookies, something that is a neighborhood touch. And I don't know if you live in a, a traditional neighborhood or you're way out in the, in the woods here somewhere, as I love that, people do live out there. But one of the things that you do is go out and you find you find people and you do knock on doors, sister. I feel like that something about you is not shy, but you have a 
like I can just go ahead and talk to a total stranger right right at the and not everybody can do that not everybody feels comfortable about that but you do and that provides uh, such an it opens people up that the heart that you have uh, in your God is one of confidence that he is going to use you and just the Lord is saying go with that go with that go with that confidence that boldness that I put in you to not be afraid to have a conversation with the one that uh, many people would just not feel good about talking to they'd be afraid but you are not the two of you have such an interesting journey I see you I see this path uh, that you guys have gone like and I know I think it has to do with a church journey but you have gone to some really extreme locations to chest out and see what God is all about you've tried a lot of edgy things I'm gonna use the word politely edgy things that others would not you know maybe be comfortable again again God has taken you on this journey and you have found a home here and I don't think it's been real long but this and I said this to a couple yesterday this is a safe house and you can trust that the integrity of the house here and I'm saying that from the word of the Lord to you that you can trust in this season that, that you, you could put your roots in here and learn about um, church because you have a hunger man of God to learn I don't know if you've been in ministry but you have some kind of a ministry curiosity you want to know what God would do how far he would take you in this area and God is saying I open up the di- the doors of opportunity you will be ministering again you will be picking up the word and now is a good time to be allowing the the spirit to speak fresh wind and in increase in doctrine and in wisdom and understanding the the word of God. I'm going to blow on your understanding, says the Lord, a new and fresh revelation about what is local church, what is a New Testament church. And these have been the, the cry of your heart, and God is coming to answer that. Amen. Amen. You know, the, the two of you got a, a, a real unique evangelistic call on your life. I see you, sister, being a beautifier of women. And, uh, and I just, but you, you use beauty to get into their soul. And you get women just kind of, pardon the pun, but letting their hair down and, 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 and just talking to you about what's going on. And, and what's going to happen, and this is what the Lord brought to my heart, what's going to happen, you're going to be inviting them over to your house and they're going to bring their husband along like what I got myself into. You got to see this, my friend I made. I mean, she just, you just have a way of everyone thinks you're their best friend and they've known you for five minutes. Okay, there's just a grace on you. And you're, they're going to be coming over for dinner and then, brother, you want to come see my shop? Okay, you just kind of take the guy in there. And it's all ready. You don't even have to fish. All you got to take the hook out of the fish's mouth in the boat. You just talk about your journey with them. And, you know, you came kicking and screaming into the kingdom of God. Okay? So you understand a guy kicking and screaming coming into the kingdom of God. You're going to have a kicking and screaming grace on you. 
Okay, well, guys are kicking and screaming coming in the, the, in the well, guy, and, and I'm telling you, you guys are going to have so much fruit, like it's just kind of falling off trees. And now we got all these people coming, and then we got to well, open up a home group, and then we got to help them learn the Bible. And my goodness, what's happened to our lifestyle? It got all messed up by God, but it's good, and it's going to happen. You're the key. You're, they're the ones going to open the door. You go after these women. They're divine appointments. Divine appointments to you. I pray a healing over your household. There's a there's a there's been a contending for a breakthrough in healing. And I, I don't know if it's one of the kids or yourself, but God comes today with a healing a grace, a healing anointing. The breakthrough is right around the corner. God is coming today. And it's not going to look just like you want it, but God is in the business of using everyone, every member of your family for His glory, for His grace, for His testimony. And God just pours out a healing oil all over every member of your household. This is your mom. Are you mom? Are you sister, grandma, family? Are you family? Sister, I just feel like for you, there's a... um, there's a unique the anointing over you. You have been, um, you have traveled far and wide, and God has brought you to a home base. And this is a season of planting, of digging in. This is a season for you, for your bank account to get refilled up. God is bringing a new prosperity to you. He's going to show Himself as a husband to you, as a faithful provider. He's going to take care of your very needs this week even there's something just like there's a bill sitting there that is um god is gonna do a supernatural provision for you in this moment because you're wondering how how god is this going to happen but god is good and he owns the cattle on a thousand hills the bible says he has a way and I feel like this is a sister worth investing in, giving provision to, for this miracle provision is right here this week, says the Lord. Come on. It's for you. Amen. And there's a couple right back here. Uh, you've got your arm around, and she's got yellow, and you're wearing a black jacket. Uh, did we pray over you? Yes? No? I've been, now, could you stand up? Um, I hope that you can. Um, there's a, I, I just saw... The two of you in a very um, a very niche business that no one else has thought of. You're working hard on this, and God is saying there's a breakthrough coming for the business that you've been putting together. You've thought carefully. You've laid out all the plans. You've even had investors and things that are lined up. And God is saying breakthrough is coming for your uh, ideas. I don't know, sister, if you work in schools, but you seem to me like you have... Uh, a surround again of an administrative gift like this sister in in the area of um, just putting things together for in in files and in um, curriculum in the area of putting together papers and I just see you with a lot of um, curriculum in your hands uh, that are that is like educational in nature in some way God is giving you a writing. Uh, door, a writing opportunity. So you're going to be writing, creating, organizing. The two of you um, are also pretty new maybe to this place. And God is putting roots to grow right out of you and to connect you to other people. This is a season, uh, God's saying, make 
and just just test me and see that I will add relationships. I will add friendships to you where you have been wanting. And God is coming today and blessing your house.